At Joe Norris Motors Peugeot, we're known for our exciting range of award-winning cars and SUVs. Now we've created a range that's electrifying. The fully electric E208, striking and distinctive. The fully electric E2008, compact SUV, smooth and spacious. And the 3008 plug-in hybrid, combining advanced electric and petrol engine technology. To book a test drive at Joe Norris Motors Peugeot, visit joenorrismotors.ie. The CBS Radio Misty Theater presents... of the future is the past. The past is the root. The present is the stem. The future is the leaf and the blossom, which may be another way of saying, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. Of course, the problem is, so many seeds look so much alike. Maria, why? What did you just say? I said, why? Why would you want to kill me? Kill you? I know you want to kill me. What are you saying? You pretend you don't know. Please, Frank. But you won't kill me. I'll kill you first. Our mystery drama, Miracle in Sharon City, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars John Beale. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Contact. The 12-hour allergy capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Beware, says the book, of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Yes, and we should also be aware of the converse, the prophet who comes to us in wolf's clothing, but inwardly is only a bleating sheep. Friends, let us begin this happy occasion by asking the Reverend Herbert for the blessing. Uh, please rise. Dear Lord, we ask thy divine grace for all those who are gathered here. We offer our profound thanks for the blessings thou hast bestowed upon us. Surely we have gained favor in thy sight. And we shall strive to become a great city in thine hallowed kingdom. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you, Reverend. Uh, friends, what an occasion. Has there ever been one like it in our entire history? And who do we have to thank for it? One man. We shall become a great city, a mighty city. And all because of the vision of Frank Spencer. Frank, I know you hate to make speeches, but you have to stand up here and take your bow. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Will, my friend. I know what this means to all of us, and I'm I'm happy that I was able to play a part in making it happen. A part? Oh, Frank, you did it all. Well, that was my job. That's why you elected me mayor. Friends, let me just say this. The driving back from Chicago this morning, I said to myself, we're going to become a new town, but I, I hope not too new. I hope we'll still be a place where everybody knows each other and likes each other. I, I guess you know what I mean. And 
Now, since I have to open up the store at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm going to go home and get to bed. Darling, it's a price you have to pay for fame. Well, it wasn't out to become famous. Frank, people just can't get over it. Well, I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> and we'll never get away from that. Did we lock the door? I think so. Good. Now let's leave the phone off the hook. <laughs> Better answer it. Now you answer it. It isn't for me. Maria, honey, I'm all sorts out. <laughs> all right. Hello? Who is it? Oh, uh, yes, Tom. I don't want to talk to him. Uh, he, uh, he just fell asleep, Tom. I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but with all the excitement. I don't even want to talk to myself. Oh, sure, Tom. Tomorrow. Now, good night. You want a cup of coffee? No, keep me awake. Oh, well, you're too keyed up to sleep anyhow. Oh, hasn't this been the day? <laughs> How about a drink? No, I'm, I'm drunk now. Oh, I can see. Oh, I'm not on whiskey. Oh, ma'am. I understand. I'm intoxicated. <laughs> You're telling me? Honey, turn on the radio. Oh, sure, but you already heard it all. I'd like to hear it again. Oh, will they still be talking about it? Well, what else is there to talk about on that one lung station that's one horse time? <laughs> what a thing for the mayor to say. I can afford to say it because I mean it affectionately. <laughs> and besides, didn't I just earn the right to say anything I like? Absolutely. And furthermore, we're not going to be a one horse town very much longer, it looks like. Well, that sounds as if... As if what? As if... You might have mixed emotions about it. Well, don't you? No. Not really. All right. Let's hear what Will Johnson's batting the breeze about. Music? <laughs> I guess Will's finally talked himself out. Not Will. Probably just resting his voice. Hey, friends, it's been almost eight hours now since our town has been told about the miracle. What'd I tell you? <laughs> well, in truth, this is a miracle. This is a resurrection. Oh, come on now. And it's not just one person being brought back from the dead, but an entire town. Yes, our town, our beloved hometown, shall now return to vital, vigorous life. That's laying it on. <laughs> one man has done it. And, friends, isn't this a monumental example of, of what one did? determined, courageous-minded man can do. One man, and one man alone. Turn it off, Maria. Well, by now, you all know the story. But for any of you who may have tuned in late, I'll give you the full details of Frank Spencer's heroic exploit right after this, this word from Bruiser Shoe Store. Oh, part of what you're going to be exposed to from now on, Frank. Mm, I hope not. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you're not enjoying it. Well, it's up to a point. It's just a... That's just what? Oh, it's ridiculous, that's all. You take a guy... I don't care what he did, and you, you make such an out-and-out fuss about him. Well, nobody's that great. But what you did, Frank, was a miracle. Don't talk like Will Johnson. Well, in this case, Will Johnson's right. You, all by yourself, you saved this town. Well, there was nothing to it. You know, you, you never even told me how you did it. I was sitting in the store, wondering how I could get some action in the town, bring in some industry. And I just happened to read in the paper that Miller Bassford was thinking of relocating one of their plants. And it made me think. Well, that's what I mean, Frank. It was in the papers for all to, to see, but, but only you... Anyhow, I decided to go to Chicago and just ask him to come here. Now, that's exactly it. You did something about it. You didn't ask anybody, didn't tell anybody, not even me. You just went. 
Oh, I didn't want to raise any false hopes. But it was such a magnificent idea. Oh, it, it was it was nothing, really. I, I just drove into Chicago, parked in the Miller Basswood building garage. Cost you four bucks to park there, too. I'd like to own that concession, believe me. Frank, what you do? I walked in the lobby. It said, Executive Officers, 35th floor. Took the elevator. Said the red-headed receptions. Pretty little girl she was, too. I said, I'd like to see Mr. Basswood. And she said, do you have an appointment? Because nobody sees Mr. Basford without an appointment. And I said, be that as it may. But why don't you just tell Mr. Basford that Mayor Frank Spencer of Sharon City is here. And if you will give me a few minutes of his time, I could convince him to move his new plant to our town. Just like that. Just like that. And do you know, Mr. Basford said, send him in. Hmm. And in I went. Mr. Basford? Mr. Harlow K. Basford himself? <laughs> He advises the President of the United States. He's one of the richest men in the world. Well, he puts his pants on one leg at a time. Just saves everybody up. Mr. Harlow K. Bassett. Isn't that what I've been telling you? And you spoke to him? Well, why not? We both talk English, don't we? He said to me, Mr. Mayor, here I am. Convince me. And I did. Just like that? Just like that. But, but what did you say? Oh, I just gave him the facts. We were near good roads. Mm-hmm. We had an abandoned factory building mm-hmm. that they could take over. We had all kinds of skilled labor. Things that mean something. And? He said he investigate. He did. And today, he made the announcement. Oh, the announcement. <laughs> Thanks to the brilliant missionary effort of Mayor Frank Spencer, we have become aware of the desirability of Sharon City as a site for our new reduction plant. We plan to begin operation oh, there. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, but it's history, Frank. History. Um, something I want more than anything else in this whole wide world. And that's a good night's sleep. (laughs) Come on inside, Maria. Well, now, how was that for a token of esteem? Things will settle down to normal soon, I hope. Oh, Frank, it's just that everyone's so happy. When the textile mill went bankrupt, it looked like the end of the world for this place. And it would have been, not for you. Okay. And now let's get some sleep. Oh, the town will never forget. Honey, you want to remember that old saying, this too shall pass away. Maybe for some shut-eye. You go upstairs while I lock up and put out the cat. <laughs> Just like we do on any ordinary evening. Well, no matter what's happened, you still have to do all the same old ordinary things, don't you? Yes, It was a mighty disturbing dream. Well, that's, that's all it was. You were so upset you woke me. I'm sorry, honey. Frank, what was it? That's well, not important. Then why does it bother you? Darling, I can tell. Well, it's, 
It's crazy. Tell me. Then you'll feel better. You, you won't believe it. Well, go ahead. I, I dreamed about it. About a mob. A mob? Yeah, a lynch mob. Oh, no. Yeah. Where? Right here. Here? Yes, Maria, here. In in this town? Yes. Oh, that's impossible. Oh, why do you say that? Because nobody here was Well, maybe it wasn't exactly a, a lynching, but maybe they were just out to tar and feathers. Well, that's better. Not much better, but something. Well, they were, they were angry. Violent. And they were after this guy in the, in the worst way. Which guy, Frank? Well, as near as I could figure it out, it was me. There you go. It may have been a dream, but even so, you know the way things can change in almost the blink of an eye. The day is warm, the sky is a bright and brilliant electric blue, and suddenly the dark cloud, the burst of thunder, and the full fury of the storm. You'll get a great deal of that in Act Two which shall explode here shortly. In the midst of life, we are in the midst of death. In the midst of joy, we are in sorrow. In the midst of victory, we are in defeat. All are different shades of the same basic meaning. Life bewilders us with its kaleidoscopic changes. At peace with himself is that man who is never taken by surprise. You? Yes, Maria. They were out to get me. But that, that... You were going to say impossible, weren't you? Yes. Nothing is impossible in a dream. Oh, Frank. Even the wildest, weirdest nightmare follows a, a kind of logic. A crazy logic, but logic. Maybe. And a mob? What, were they from this town? Yes, I recognize every one of them. Leading the pack was Will Johnson. Will Johnson? Yeah, Tom Stander, Ed Morris. Your best friends? Oh, no, not even in a dream. Well, there it was. But, but you're a hero. You've become, it may sound like blasphemy, but you're, you're practically an idol. Why? How could you even imagine that the people in this town would turn against you? I don't know. Especially after today. Maria, today is going to disappear into time. It will recede into memory. Then it will be forgotten. Never. It's human nature. That's the way people are. I... I cannot conceive of any set of circumstances which would, would, would make anyone in this town want to hurt you in any way whatsoever. Well, I hope not. I hope not. And now I better get some sleep. I still have to go to work in the morning. Hello? Spencer? Tom? I was going to get to you. We have a meeting of the town council tomorrow night. Executives from Miller Bassford will be there. All we have to do is cross the T's and dot the I's. Dinner? Um, look, have Sue Ellen arrange that with Maria, huh? Sure. Oh, when am I ever going to catch up with... Hey, Frank! Oh, morning, Will. Hey, you want us to run your same ad in the station this week? Well, I guess so. Well, it ought to be freshened up a bit. You do it for me, will you, Will? I'm just so busy. I... You want to get used to being busy, Frank. We won't be a sleepy little village anymore. Oh, I wonder, is that good? Well, it isn't good. It isn't bad. It's progress. Oh, I guess so. I, I don't really think you appreciate the implications of this, this school you pull. Oh, I think I do. 800 new jobs. Now, you realize what that'll do to our economy and to our business? Real estate. New families will have to move in. You'll have to expand your operations here, Frank. 
So will all the other merchants. Yeah, I guess so. Listen, I want to interview you on the station today. Can't you make it tomorrow? I got a whole stack of prescriptions I have to get at. Well, you might think of hiring another pharmacist to help you out. I don't know. I like to give all my customers a personal touch. <laughs> I know what you mean. But you have to move with the times. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow night at the council meeting. You must be Mayor Spencer. That's me. They said I'd find you in your drugstore. Well, you found me. Yeah, I must talk with you. Well, we're talking. My name is Elwood Starbright. What can I do for you, Mr. Starbright? It's more than doing something for me. It's a matter of doing something for yourself. And for the entire town of Sharon City. Okay, what? The proposed... Near Basford plant. It's become more than the proposed plant. It's now the actual plant. No, Mr. Mayor. No? That plant, it must not be permitted to come here. What are you saying? You must prevent it from coming. What? You must do everything in your power. I'm giving you fair warning. Don't let it come here. Why are you saying this? It will poison the town. Poison? Believe me. How will it poison the town? Oh, Mr. Mayor. Give me some facts. Fact? Yes, facts. I didn't go looking for a dirty factory. I was careful to choose an operation that was absolutely clean from an environmental point of view. After all, I have to live in this town. That's why I'm talking to you. But you're not saying anything. Nothing from that plant will poison the air or pollute the water. But it will be worse. It'll degrade the people. Degrade? Morality will deteriorate. Oh, what you're saying is that we'll lose the small-town virtue. I'm aware of that myself. Yeah, you're a fool. Probably. But you'll have to excuse me. I'm not talking in the sense of pure ethics. This is chemistry. I still don't know. In the reduction process of this particular Miller-Bastard product, you get a chemical called amphoran. Never heard of it. Of course, I'm not an expert. It's an odorless, colorless vapor. It's released into the air. Prolonged exposure brings out... Well, it brings out, if I can state it simply, the worst in people. I still don't understand. People lose inhibitions. They become violent, even homicidal. This entire town, after a while, ten, maybe even five years, could suddenly lose control of itself. Now, aren't you just... You could have an orgy of violence, murder, unbridled destruction, people on the streets in their homes turning on each other for no reason, no motive. How do you know that? I worked for Miller Basford. I was chief of research. I tested amphorin on laboratory animals. Well, that, that doesn't... That doesn't what? Prove anything. Uh, I introduced amphorin into a hutch of rabbits. Rabbits, mind you. Within a month, the rabbits were transformed into savage, murderous creatures. Yes, but that They was... killed each other off. I told Mr. Basford and the board of directors that we need a new reducing process, but they said it'd be too expensive. And so I resigned. But I have the facts. Amphoran can turn people into psychotic killers. That's why you must not allow this plant to locate here. Well, well the council meets tomorrow night. <laughs> As mayor of Sharon City, I call this special meeting 
to act on a request for a permit from the Miller Bassford Corporation of Chicago, Illinois, to conduct a manufacturing plant in Zone B. Now, have all members of the council been furnished with a copy of said request? Yes, yes, we have. Anybody who hasn't? Huh? All members who have the request? Oh, yes. Yeah. Anybody hasn't? Is the representative of Miller Bassford present? Uh, yes, Mr. Mayor. My name is Robert Pauley. I'm general counsel to the corporation. Well, now, uh, before this body votes on the request, has anyone present an objection to this permit? I have. Uh, <laughs> hey, what? the meeting will be in order. State your name. Help me in Hold on, Mr. Mayor. This, this man is not a voting resident of our town. I understand, Mr. Johnson, but under our laws, he's entitled to speak. Mr. Starbright, you have five minutes to state your views. And I tell you, this town shall become a charnel house. Get out. The meeting will be in order. Hey, Mr. Chairman, I wish to apologize to the representative of Miller Bassford, uh, Mr. Pauley, for this gratuitous insult. I move we call the question. You mean you don't even want to discuss it? Mr. Chairman, Mr. Pauley, uh, serious charge has been leveled against my company by a former employee. I wish to clear the air. <clears throat> Mr. Starbright, when you told the board at Miller Bassford of the existence of this Amphoran, what did they do? You know what happened. They disregarded my request to remove it from the reduction process. Aren't you disregarding an important step? No, Mr. Pauley. I asked. They refused. Now, but what happened in between? Isn't it a fact that extensive lab tests were performed, which showed that Anthuran is harmless to humans? Those tests were bought and paid for by Miller Bassford. Uh, Mr. Starbright, isn't it true that you had a serious argument with Mr. Bassford about money and position? Didn't you demand that you be made a vice president? Yes. I did. And didn't you resign because you were turned down? No. I felt that Mr. Bassford did not give research the respect or the importance it deserves. I felt it was because it didn't cost him enough. That's why I demanded more money. Uh, the fact is, you didn't get it, and you quit. I quit because of Amphoran. Mr. Mayor, I move we call the question. No, 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 listen to me. Oh, get that out of here. Hold it. Whatever you want to think of me, don't anyone call me a nut. I have honorary degrees from universities in six countries. I have patents on more than 300 chemical processes. I have written for all the leading journals. I'm a member of all the important professionals in this. Mr. Mayor, he's out of order. I'm the only person in this room who knows anything about order. I move. We call the question. Let's vote. Come on. The meeting will be in order. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Can we vote on the permit? Yes. That's the issue. Yes, I, I understand that. Well, then what's the problem? Our problem, Will, is the matter of the record. Record? What record? The record will show that an objection to the permit was raised by a... Raised by a nut! It was raised by a man who happens to be whatever you want to think of him. He happens to be an important and distinguished chemist. Oh, come on, Frank. What if there should be some... something to what he says? Well, Frank, are you crazy? Will, and the rest of you, can we afford to take a chance? Even if it's one in a million. Frank, we'll get you off the hook. Just call the question. We'll vote. Oh, well, I won't do In that case, why, we can just vote you down. Yes, you can. But not now. 
Town charter rules call for a 30-day delay before you can override the mayor on granting a permit. Well, then we'll vote to suspend the rules. You can't do that without a town-wide referendum. We'll go out right now and knock on every registered voter's door and have it within two hours. You could, but you can't conduct a referendum unless you publish a notice to that effect 45 days in advance. Frank, what do you want? Well, and everybody, all I want is to get some independent laboratory to test this Amphoran thing. And just give us an, an opinion. How long can that take? A couple of days? Is that too much to ask? No, Frank. Mr. Pauly here has come down representing Miller Bassford. He was told that the granting of a permit would just be a formality. He expected to take that permit backward into Chicago. Well, well I'm the mayor. And I have the responsibility. Do you want to risk antagonizing Miller Bassford to the point where they'll wash their hands of us and locate elsewhere? Is that a consideration, Mr. Pauly? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I understand and appreciate your position, but we have our production schedules. Therefore, if this matter is not settled shortly, we may be forced to reassess our thinking. We may be forced to reassess our thinking. Notice how these things are said. The language of subtle pressure. The exquisite nuance of the implied threat if the matter is not settled shortly. A marvelously relative word, shortly. A gentleman farmer named George Washington in 1763 said, I have this morning sent a letter to my London agent. I expect to hear from him shortly. The letter would need three months to cross the ocean. And it would be another three months before the answer could arrive. Shortly. It all depends on when you lived. Laugh, and the world laughs with you. Weep, and you weep alone. And what is the moral? The world has little patience for people with problems. And it gives short shrift to those who persist in rocking the boat. Even if it's the only way to alert people that the craft is sinking. Miss Jorgensen? Frank Spencer at the drugstore. Just wanted to let you know your prescription's ready. Oh. Are you sure? Well, if you want to cancel it. Uh, Miss Jorgensen? Miss Jorgensen? Yeah. Frank? Oh, hi there, honey. Busy? No, I wouldn't say I was busy. I thought you had a whole backlog of prescriptions. <laughs> they kind of disappeared on me. I've uh, been getting a lot of calls. I would imagine. People ask me, what's wrong with Frank? Do you think anything's wrong with me, Maria? Frank, I'm your wife. That really doesn't answer the question. What do you want? I just want you to know that I... I'm doing what I see as my duty to this town and the people in it. We should get that lab report in a day or two. I've been listening to Will Johnson deliver the news every hour on the hour. What's he saying? Oh, it's just about noon. Turn on the radio and listen for yourself. Never mind. I can just imagine. I don't think you can. Listen. Here he is. Well, the clock and all the local news. The only important news is still this absolutely mysterious intransigence on the part of Mayor Frank Spencer to okay the Miller-Bassford plant. 
the town is absolutely up in arms, as Spencer is obviously using a flimsy technicality to delay approval. Flimsy is technicality. Is Frank Spencer out to destroy this town? This town that's been so good to him? Anymore. Let Frank Spencer know that this town will not tolerate his insufferable arrogance. If you own, I will. Tell him in no uncertain... I'm up. I heard it. What was it? I guess somebody threw a brick through the window. What? It sounded like the living room window downstairs. Frank, what are you going to do? What do you want me to do? Sign the permit. I'm not letting anybody scare me, Maria. I said I would wait for the lab report. You want to wait until somebody burns down the house? Do you believe that could happen? Of course I believe it. I guess you do. And yet just a couple of nights ago, I had that dream, that nightmare, whatever you want to call it. Please, Frank. Oh, face it now. Remember what you said? I do. You said you couldn't conceive of any set of circumstances which would make anyone in this town hurt me in any way. Frank, now I'm really frightened. So am I. Then why don't you sign the permit? I think it's become more than just a permit. Much more. Come in. Oh, Frank. I've got something for you. What's that? What does it look like, Will? It's a brick. Yes. Someone tossed it through my window last night. Oh, now, look, Frank, I don't know... Someone who was inspired by your rabble-rousing newscast. Well, feelings are running pretty high in this town. And they're being kept pretty high, too. Frank, level with me. What's it all about? First, you go out and you bring Miller Bassford in here. Now, suddenly, you want to kick him out. Well, I don't want to kick him out. Then what are you trying to do? The job I swore to perform. To protect the health and welfare of this community. Well, then protect it. Protect the economic health and welfare of this place. Let's have some prosperity. Or don't you want that? I want that more than anything else in the world. Well, then start acting like it. Sign the purse. I will. When? As soon as we get the laboratory report. Frank, Maria asked me to come by. Hello, Reverend. You didn't come to see me, so I came to see you. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. About the Miller Bassford permit. Well, don't tell me you want me to sign it, too. No, I want you to tell me, if you can, why you feel the way you do about it. Well, I thought I made that absolutely clear at the town meeting. Are you telling yourself the truth? What truth? Is this the truth? You tried to help the town by bringing in a factory. It was a bold and brilliant stroke. When it was done, you were suddenly assailed by a, a feeling of despair. I don't know why you say that, Reverend. Well, it's normal. It's natural. Many people who perform a heroic deed experience a feeling of depression afterward. Well, why would I... Because it's easy to believe that this has been the peak, the climax of life. It can never be duplicated. There are no worlds left to conquer. Well, I don't think that's what... So... They become vulnerable to all kinds of depressing thoughts. Reverend, I... I think... You begin to think of the implication of the factory, of the sweeping changes it would bring to the town, and perhaps you don't like them. Well, I admit that. Not all of them. Hundreds of new jobs, new people, strangers. Spencer's drugstore would no longer be an intimate little pharmacy, but a large, gleaming emporium of chrome and plastic. Reverend, I, I think... We you cannot prevent change, Frank. 
It has to come. Our task is to try to make it as conducive as possible to a life of decency. Reverend, you know what I've been subjected to. Yes, I know. And I've spoken out against it. But people are human. You've hit everyone in the most vulnerable spot of all. The pocketbook. Yeah, no. Well, as soon as the report from the lab arrives... It has already arrived. If what? The independent lab report. And the findings are inconclusive. How do you know that? It's all over town. But no one had the right to examine that report until I... It was addressed to the municipality of Sharon City. The town clerk had the right to open it. Inconclusive? What does that mean? It means there is no evidence that Amphoran is harmful to human beings. But it also means that it might be. Frank, all of life is a risk of one sort or another. Miller Basford is a reputable concern. They wouldn't knowingly use a dangerous substance. But inconclusive. I am asking you to examine your heart and search your soul and determine your motive. What do you think my motive is? That's not for me to say. But if you seek to deny Miller Basford the permit on safety grounds, your scientific anchor is somewhat flimsy. I think you've cleared the air. All these years, in a way, it's been my town. Maybe I'm afraid to lose it. Why should you lose it? Because if it gets bigger and more complicated, it might become the kind of town I couldn't understand. Maybe I wouldn't want to live in it. Pray for guidance, Frank. I haven't stopped praying since this thing began. Reverend, you may as well tell everybody. I intend to sign that permit tomorrow. for the permit signing ceremony. Yeah. Oh, Frank, everything's all right again, isn't it? Sure. Darling, what's the matter? Tell me. Nothing. Frank. I discovered it's dangerous to tell people what you really think, even your wife. Oh, Frank, I admit. Well, what could I think? Only that you, you'd gone crazy. It's all right. No, Frank, it's not all right. But it's the way things are. Are you unhappy about signing a permit? Yes. Why? Well, I'm not exactly convinced, not entirely convinced, that this Amphoran thing is safe. Frank, Elwood Starbright, he's, he's obviously a nut. We're betting our lives on that premise, aren't we? Couldn't put it that way. Well, suppose he isn't a nut. The man has excellent credentials. Well, he also has a grievance against the company which, which could influence his judgment. Ten years, he said. Or even five. Yes, 
five. Five years from now, we could all turn into raving, bloodthirsty killers. Frank! It couldn't happen? It's far-fetched. Far-fetched? But that word is obsolete. It belongs to an earlier day, a more simple, rational time. The way things are now, so, so mixed up and out of control, drugs, poisons, chemicals, just seem to run riot. Anything can happen. But darling, try and get some sleep. Oh, no. What? I don't want to go to sleep. I'm afraid. What's that? Well, that dream. A dream? Maybe it isn't a dream. Maybe it's a vision. You know what you're saying? I know what I'm saying. Maybe I... Maybe I'm seeing something. Frank, listen. So what? I've listened to you. I've listened to all of you. But nobody listens to me. Well, I'm trying to listen, Frank. Forget it. Go, go, go to sleep. No, I don't want to sleep. I never want to sleep. I don't want to see what I know that I... that I'm going to see. What a town we've become in the last five years. <laughs> Frank, I don't want to bring this up, but do you remember what you were afraid of five years ago? Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, what was that? Look outside. People are shooting at each other. Hey, are they all crazy? They're not crazy. What's crazy about killing? Maria. I'm going to kill you. It's the Amphorin. What? The killer chemical. I saw it happen. I saw the future. I saw 1984. New Year's Eve. It all exploded in fire and blood and murder. Oh, dear, you just, just be calm. I won't sign that permit. Never. No, no, of, of course not. Of, of course, dear, it's just, a, just relax. A doctor? Oh, it's Frank. He's very sick. The doctor says that if you keep calm, you can be out of here in a week. Especially if you don't have any more of those nightmares. They're not nightmares. Don't you understand? They're visions of the future. Uh, you're becoming excited, oh, Dan. I understand the permit has been signed. I heard about it on the radio. And the mayor Crazy. Incapacitated. The charter calls for the chairman of the council. Bill Johnson signed. Oh, Frank, everybody's rooting for you to get better and come back. Take your place again in the town? My place. Will you come back? Yes. I'll come back. Frank, that's wonderful. In about five years. Make it six. Provided there's a town to come back to. Will there be a town to come back to? Can a little known substance called amphoran turn ordinary humans into homicidal maniacs? Well, we're like Mayor Frank Spencer. We'll wait five years and find out. But you'll only have to wait a few moments for my return. Prophecy. A risky, tricky, even dangerous business. The gift of seeing into the future. According to an ancient Greek legend... 
was given to Cassandra by the god Apollo. But you know how those ancient gods worked it so much of the time. What they gave with one hand, they took back with the other. Apollo gave Cassandra the gift of prophecy, but he also arranged things so that no one would believe her. Most prophets would register a similar complaint. Our cast included John Beale, Ann Williams, Robert Dryden, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.